Well, welcome everybody. I'm honored that you allowed me to be the first uh, speaker at this Synergy that you are attending so that you don't have to judge me based on all the other phenomenal orators that you're going to be listening to today because that is not me. I am just a youth pastor that said, hey, I like Speed the Light. They're like, great, that means you're qualified to do a breakout session. And I was like, we all know how the, the game goes in the youth ministry world. So um, that's just me. I am by no means an expert on youth ministry, on missions, on Speed the Light or anything like that. It's just something that I'm passionate about and we'll talk about that in just a, a couple of moments. And so I've learned a thing or two. And they were like, well, why don't you just share that thing or two with people that might not know anything or people that might just want to learn something fresh. So that's my heart today. Um, my name, again, is Matt Sullivan. This is my beautiful wife, Catherine Sullivan. Um, we are, in every definition, newlyweds. So we got married in December. And what that means is even just this day that we're spending apart feels like an eternity. And I'm glad to be here with you all today. I would rather be with her. So, um, just because newlyweds, but I am told by many gracious people that tell us their sound counsel about marriage, um, unsolicited sometimes, but solicited other times, that that desire to be with each other 24-7 does wear off in about two years. So, uh, we'll see if that, we had some nods in the room, some testimony, some people witnessed to that, so um, we'll see if that ends up being our case or not, but um, yeah, so my name is Matt Sullivan, I am the youth pastor at Kettering Assembly in Dayton, Ohio, um, and I'm also the missions and outreach pastor there, so I, I usually say I wear more of a youth hat than a missions and outreach hat, but our missions department's kind of growing pretty steadily, and we are starting to look at some newer outreaches and everything. We had a pastoral transition about two years ago, so now that he's more acclimated with the community and everything, it's like, all right. What can we actually be doing in our community and everything? So I'm starting to get a little bit more of those responsibilities as well. But youth is like, I spend most of my time with the youth, and they have a large part of my heart and my passion. Um, I would say if I were called to something, I'd be called to youth ministry um, and with a little bit of flair of a missions passion in there. So that's kind of uh, my heart. And um, just to get us started, I want us to pray. Uh, as we begin the Speed the Light session, and then we will get started. So God, we just bless you. Lord, we thank you for the great word that Pastor John spoke this morning, just about us letting go. As ministers, Lord, it is hard for us sometimes to be poured into because we're so used to pouring out. We don't level out the glass to allow something to come in to refresh us. But Jesus, I just pray today would be a great day of refreshing for those in the room, for myself included, for uh, the staff of OMN, Jesus, as they see their ministers being poured into. May that be just refreshing to them as well. And God, we just thank you for this time we get to learn about Speed the Light and get to talk about what you're doing around the world and what your heart is for missions. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm a little bit more informal, so if you have questions, please just like raise your hands and ask them right away. Um, we will have some Q&A at the end. The goal is last 15 minutes or so will be some Q&A. Um, and then at the very, very end, if we have a little bit of time left over, I have some additional thoughts about um, how you can engage teenagers in missions. So not just missions trips, but I do have a little bit on that, but also like other ways that you can stir the heart of missions in teenagers that are outside of Speed the Light. So if we get to those, I just have a couple of thoughts that aren't on your notes. Um, on the back of your notes, there's a QR code and a URL for some online resources. I'll talk about those at the very end as well. But if you wanted like a digital copy of these notes, um, I have other plethora of resources that are pertaining to all things Speed the Light that I have made available to you all. Um, and some links to some of the OIM Speed the Light things that we're doing as well. 
that are on that as well. So resourcing is one of the hardest things as youth pastors, especially if you're bivocational and you just don't have the, like you have the desire to do something great with your youth, with missions or speed the light, but you don't have the time to create all these graphics or you just don't have that creative bone in your body. Some of that is already done for you on there um, and some options are on there. So those are for you. Just wanted to bring your attention to those. First uh, synergy session, breakout today, Speed the Light, and I intentionally entitled it Gen Z, Speed the Light, and the End Goal. I wanted to spend a good amount of time discussing what is Speed the Light, right? Um, and a lot of what I'll do today is just tell you some things that worked for me. And just the disclaimer of all things youth ministry, everybody's youth group's different. And so when I started Speed the Light, I started with a rather mature group of junior, sophomores and juniors, a couple seniors. And so I didn't have like the minute or the middle school kind of age that I had to also bring get involved in everything so these kids would just have their own strengths and weaknesses right now I would say my middle or uh, my youth group is very middle school heavy and so I've had to kind of switch a little bit of my focus of speed the light and just other obviously ministry tactics because it's a whole different group with a whole different set of needs and conversations and everything so everyone's different so I'm just going to be sharing from my experiences and hopefully um, you can apply those as you see fit to your youth group um, Speed the light, uh, there's a bigger picture to what we're talking about today, uh, and it's the end goal of what are we doing here. And we'll talk about what exactly Speed the Light, all of, it, all of the projects that they fund and what it actually is in just a moment, but I think that there's a bigger end goal. Things that Speed the Light is most known for is vehicles, and so an obvious end goal for Speed the Light is that we raise money uh, in youth ministries to get vehicles for our missionaries all around the world, whether they're cars or motorbikes or planes or whatever they need to travel, we get to provide those. That's a kind of a surfacey end goal for Speed the Light. My personal opinion is the deeper end goal of Speed the Light is we have the opportunity to raise up this generation to be a generation of givers, to be a generation that has missions on the forefronts of their brains that they, by the time they get to big church, they get to become adults, they are so acclimated to giving to missions that it's not going to, it's not going to be anything new to them. For Ohio, for Jesus to occur and actually see 300% increase in missions giving, that's not going to work with the adults we already have in the pews. It's not going to happen. But what could be unconventional and what usually doesn't happen is having a generation come out of high school that's already tithers and already is giving to missions right off the bat. That usually doesn't happen until mid-30s, statistically. And so for them to start right out of high school, well, shoot, that's going to create a gigantic leap in the church and in our mission sending. So in my purview, as I was just praying, and uh, uh, Nate and Stacy Petty asked me to speak on Speed the Light, the very first thing that dropped in my heart is like, what, what's the actual end goal of what we're doing here? And the end goal would be, in my uh, opinion, in my purview, that we will have this generation raised up, mission senders, mission goers. And that's why I want to talk a little bit at the end about how you can get that mission spirit living inside some of them. Uh, the Lord dropped it in my heart like this. We give in about, let's say, 100 students can provide a vehicle. So 100 students pledge months or funds for a year and they pledge substantial funds, not like $5, Kayla should be honest, but like if they did $100, whatever, or whatever their number is for their circumstance and they were able to raise that funds themselves, about 100 students can fund one of the more expensive Speed the Light projects. Well, what the, the short-term goal of providing that vehicle, check, it did that, bless the Lord. The end goal, 
the bigger end goal from my, what I see is that we just developed in 100 students. They weren't coerced. They weren't bribed. They weren't shown videos of children in Africa shirtless and like scooping up water, right? They weren't compelled like irresponsibly, I'll say, to get to missions. No, these conversations that we'll be talking about today ingrained in them that you're going to have with them, ingrained in them the heart for missions. And of that 100 students, maybe five or six of them catch the bug. And five or six of them then go because of the seed that you're sowing in Speed the Light, but also in Just Missions and Youth Group. So that's the end goal for me uh, as I approach Speed the Light. So here we go. Um, when I was asked to be a youth pastor, uh, it was again in that interim, our youth pastor left with our lead pastor, and so there was just a hole. I was a youth leader for one year, but I was 19 years old. I had my first round of credentials, because I did it right off of high school, but again, and I felt passionate about youth, so I'm like, all right, I'll do it in the interim. Like, sir, three years later, here I am still, um, and I love it. It's great. Um, but something that I realized is as I began to get involved in a little bit of OIM, we weren't very involved when I was in youth ministry. So when I started to get more involved in OIM, I learned about Speed the Light. And I was like, oh, another part of my heart that actually meshes with youth ministry? This sounds awesome. I'm excited for it. So I, kinda, so I completely started from ground zero. So if you have nothing going on in your youth groups or your uh, churches right now about Speed the Light, I'm your guy because I did I had nothing. Um, there was no culture in me ingrained in Speed the Light. I just had the passion for missions. And so I was like, all right, how can we do this? How can I share with you guys how I got from that to this year? Uh, we just crossed our or $10,000 mark that we've given in our youth group since Speedlight started for us. We just did this past month. And so it's like, bless the Lord, because it's the students that are being creative in their giving and sacrificial in their giving, and some of our leaders as well, generating that desire. So I have four things that I just thought would be encouragement to you all. Uh, Someone that's been there, that I am there currently right now. Um, The first thing I think is the most basic is you need to understand... um, the need. I did that. Sorry. I'm not good with slides. Um, understand the need. The need. What is speed? The light. Because if you are going to articulate it to your students as it's just another like missions thing with missionaries and they don't care, like they're not going to do anything. Okay. Um, something that I did personally when it came to talking about the need was I worked with our students and understanding that we had a couple students that felt called to missions by that point when I was youth pastoring. And so I looked at them in the eyes. I said, look, if we provide for our missionaries right now and we are increasing in our giving and we're doing all that, by the time you get to the mission field, there's going to be a car already waiting for you at the airport with your name on it. To them, that was like light bulb. Here we go. Full send. And then you get the right students to do that. Like in our youth group, the two students that just like, Oh, that, that totally grabbed their heart. Were some two very extroverted, very outgoing, very leader-like students. The whole youth group got on board because they saw the passion in these two students. So you find those students that if you want to make them speed light reps in your youth group, do whatever you want to do. I don't have that. That's a good idea. Write that down. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's a great idea. That like whatever you got to do to get some people passionate about it. For, for us, it was these specific students. But speed the light does two basic things. If I, simplifying the, 20, or the $12 million they received last year, um, it was two things. It was essential transportation and it was creative communication. So essential transportation, obviously being like trucks and vehicles and motorbikes, 
They do planes. The very first speed to light vehicle was a plane that they, so a missionary needed in Africa to get to some African tribes. Great. That's awesome. They've done camels. Um, fun story that you really shouldn't share with your students because if you have animal activists, they'll be sad. But um, they did a speed like camel once and gave the money for the camel and the missionaries ended up getting like trapped. Like they, get, they got, were not able to return. There was like a war that broke out back in their town. So I think it was in uh, Middle East. And so they were not able to get back to their hometown didn't have any food, didn't have any resources, they ended up eating the camel. Um, so, Speed the Light, you can tell your students, doesn't only provide transportation, it also provides for the immediate needs of our missionaries. So, uh, I think that was one of the, our, um, live, one of our live dead missionaries, who I can't say their name because the recording, told us that, and they're, they're, they're here today, so if you talk to somebody that's live dead, it's them, and they were like, yeah, we hope that's not our story, but it is really funny. And we're like, absolutely, it's great. Like, I'm happy. They do donkeys. Um, they do boats. Most recently, there was a boat that was just purchased by Speed the Light from somebody in Minnesota. So they did a big thing on it on AG News. And so transportation of all, of all kinds. I think what's really, really neat is that they added this other branch called Creative Communication. So I have two other testimonies told to me by this Live Dead couple. Um, Dick Brogdon, who is the founder of everything uh, Live Dead and is kind of the head of Live Dead. If you don't know what that is, it's like missionaries in very sensitive areas, specifically in the Middle East and uh, Muslim countries. So he was the founder of this. How do we live dead, right? Um, live for Christ completely. And he receives a lot of Speed the Light funds because he finds just creative ways to use them. Two of those being, he thought of it that airport or airplane Wi-Fi's horrible. We all know it. You're not going to get on anything but their website, so you can watch their movies and they get the traffic and all these different things. So what he did, it, he bought with Speed the Light Funds a Wi-Fi router and like turned it on when he went to like go to the restroom, he would turn it on. Free Wi-Fi, doesn't charge these people anything, but whenever they sign on to it, it directs them to the Jesus movie in Arabic. Oh. And then, then they can bypass it. They can go do all the other things, internet, whatever. But he said, one time he did it, Went back to the bathroom. Didn't have to go to the bathroom. He just wanted to walk back to see all the computer screens. And he said there were eight Muslim men that were watching the, watching the movie. They were into the movie at least a few minutes. So, like, they hadn't just gotten rid of it. They started watching it. So, the gospel is getting spread, like, very creatively. I got, that's, that's amazing. So, that's a cool story to tell students because Wi-Fi, they get it, right? They try to hook up everywhere they go. Um, another interesting one that I... I think I'm going to do in a Speed of Light night here in a couple weeks at our church, is he purchased a, a small skew of invisible ink Bibles. So what he did was he did just blank journals, and uh, they put, the, I think it was just the Gospel of John, if I'm not mistaken, but it could have been something else, um, just wrote that invisible ink on there. And so when in customs and everything, it looked like just plain paper, but it was, these, it was Bibles that they were able to give out to people, and he was in a very, very sensitive area at that moment in time that, like, it would have been instant death if you were caught with it. So, it was, like, completely funded by Speed the Light. And so, though they are heavy in the vehicle world, they do these creative things as well. Something that you need to know about uh, understanding what Speed the Light is, is, and it's a misconception that I learned, and I was like, oh, that puts a little bit of fire in me. Ohio missionaries only receive Ohio Speed the Light funds. So another district raised $2 million last year in Speed the Light. That's a ton of money. And they had creative ways that they did it. Stacy Petty's actually going out there in a couple weeks to go learn about some of their strategies and everything. But Ohio missionaries, they only receive 
uh, Ohio Speed the Light Fund. So last year we raised a hundred and something thousand dollars. Excellent, right? Like that was one of our highest years in a long, long time that we, we raised, but we had $185,000 of projects on our docket. And so what you see, this projects list, if you didn't grab one, you can grab one on the way out. It's also on that resource uh, that I gave you guys, that QR code. These are the remaining projects that our Ohio missionaries need Speed the Light funds for. They've already put in their request. They've already been approved. We're just waiting for the funds to come in. Um, the Martins, who are in the Gambia, Africa, actually have their funds, and they're in a transition of being able to get those funds. So that's, they're kind of checked off the box. So the, the remaining total is $78,000. That's how much that, that's how many projects, or you can come in if you want. Okay. Uh, that's how many projects are left. That's how much in this year, if we were to raise it and not pick up any more, let's say, uh, which we will. Like if they ask, missionaries ask us, we'll pick them up. But it's very likely that we'll be able to the first time in a long, long time, first time since Nate's been here, that we're actually going to have a blank slate, uh, for our, which is a big, like, it's a big praise. Camp last year gave 33 grand. Yes. So it was like camp's a huge time. But I'm trying to, the hope of today is that we don't wait till camp. That we do it as a part of our regular routine in our youth ministry, and we start instilling these things. So that's un understanding all things, what is Feed the Light. Hopefully, you can articulate maybe a little bit better. It's creative uh, communication. It's essential transportation for our missionaries. Um, number two, we have my encouragement to you is if you think of things like apparel, and you think of things like prizes, and these crazy, wacky things that you could do to get your kids to do it, you might get overwhelmed. So start somewhere with what you have. You don't need fancy. I know it's a lie that we all believe in the youth ministry world. I believe it every single Wednesday when I'm creating my graphics. I'm like, oh, I got to make this flashy. I got to do these things. This generation really is one of the just realist generations, meaning they don't need a bunch of pomp and circumstance. They don't need a bunch of sophistication. They're just okay with you being real with them. And so... Be honest with the need. We had the, uh, the Martins in our youth group uh, last March, and they, they told us flat out, if Speed the Light doesn't have the funds when we get to the mission field, then we don't have a car. If we don't have a car, then we don't get to go do our ministry, why we are here. Plain and simple. And guess what? Our missions up or giving up, like, increased exponentially the next month because they just wanted to hear the real testimony of what's going on in our missionaries. They didn't want it to be all fancy. So just start with, what you have. Um, this generation is very, like, I'm trying to think of what a good word for it is. Um, they care about, like, causes and activism. And so Tom's Shoes, which was one of the originators of this buy one, get one, kind of, buy one, give one kind of model. Nowadays, it's like you buy a thing of laundry detergent and I'll plant a tree in Africa for you. It's like, okay, I don't know how those correlate, but good mission. And that causes people to buy that person's laundry detergent. I, don't, I made that example up. If that's a real thing, that's a good idea. Um, but all these different products and everything have causes connected to them, right? And so this generation is very used to that. They get on board with it and they do care. So uh, when starting Speed the Light, I, I had the smaller youth group. I told you about our two students that were passionate. And this was Nate Ortiz's um, exact quote here that kind of got me thinking about how I can instill some passion in the students. How great would it be if we flip the conversation to instead of discussing Speed the Light in regards to providing for today's missionaries, we begin to view it as preparing for tomorrow's missionaries. He said that in a, a line meeting in 2019. That's what I brought with me back to our youth group and I told the students, like, you could have a car there or you could wait a year. 
and then that started creating that drive within our students. So start with what you have. Um, we'll talk about incentives in the last point. So I'm a big fan of incentives, right? We can just all be honest. I do think incentives work in some regard for some students, and for other students, they're just going to pick up the fire right away. Uh, but for some of them, they need a little jump start, right? So incentives are a good way to do that. But we're going to talk about those. And they don't have to be fancy. They can be really simple with stuff that you already have. Um, so number three, and this is where I'm going to spend the majority of the time, set a goal. Uh, I'm personally a very big advocate for how do you create your annual Speed the Light goal as a youth group or a youth ministry or as a church is I'm a big fan of pledges. So if you go to your youth group and have like a Speed the Light night where you're like, all right, all things Speed the Light, be praying, be thinking about Speed the Light. We're going to talk about what Speed the Light is if you've never heard it. And at the end of it, we're going to make pledges of what we're going to raise next year or if you want to do school year, if you want to do before the end of the summer or whatever time frame you want to do. Um, I'm a big fan of that. And so what I do is I give our students these pledge cards. They're really simple. Name, give me the amount of money, put a Speedlight logo on it, check, you're done. Um, and I say, pray about it. Like right now, let's all break up. Let's pray after I give my spiel, after I do the compelling message, right? After I talk about Martins, um, they've been in the Gambia since September, and they're just now getting their vehicle now, right? So we, we were a little behind. We wish we could have got it earlier. So hopefully, that's right, if we get ground zero this year, we'll be able to start doing those immediate needs for missionaries. Um, but I do these compelling conversations with the students, and I say, all right, here's the pledges. Our first year that we did pledges, uh, we, we pledged about uh, $1,500. And so I was like, all right, the year was go we were going into 2020. I was like, we're going to do 2020 as our goal. COVID, but I'm glad to say that our students didn't slow down, they didn't get lazy, and we raised, uh, I think, $4,000 that year. And so it was in, through a couple of fundraisers, but mostly through students' initiatives, okay? So uh, fundraisers are going to have a piece, we'll talk about it, but it, really the students is the cream of the crop in this one. So that's how I did it. I just tacked on a little bit of extra money. The next year, our goal, or our pledges totaled um, $4,000-ish, and so we raised our goal uh, to 5,500 or something like that, 5,000, and we ended up raising 5,500. So this year, our goal is um, 6,500, and we're hoping the Lord just blows that out of the water. But even if we meet our goal, this is this will be the highest giving year of our students to date. And I told you I have the middle schoolers that it's been a fun time trying to get them to catch the vision because it just isn't quite the same uh, morale as, and they don't have jobs and all these different things as well. So I have these posters. This is a poster that I printed at our library. They have these little sticker things that you can print on, big vinyl pieces. I have this hanging in our student center and in our Sunday school room so that every month we'd have a Speed the Light night, right? That's what this little graphic is, is I tell them like, hey, next week is Speed the Light night. Come bring your donations. Come bring um, all of your things we handed out way back when, little Pringle jars that they could put their money into, right? Um, just a, like a Buddy Barrel mock-up, trying to like re reinvent Buddy. Um, but we have Speed the Light night, which is, this is the primary night where students give. They're able to give all, uh, every week, too. We have an offering box in our student building, so if they, they can give the speed light at any time, but this is the, the night where we're going to do like, all right, this is what we did this month. This is the big number that we got to this month, and so far every month we've hit about 8% of our goal, so if you do that, you keep on the track, you're going to get there um, to your 100% goal. So at this night, we do these, uh, these things called incentives and um, yeah, these, these awards is what I call them, Speed the Light Awards. I have this hanging up in our student center. And the first year I did it, 
I didn't have anything fancy. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to give them. So I found like stuff around the church. And I also reached out to OYM uh, at the Network Resource Center. I said, is there anything I can just give away to students? Like anything. They gave me some wristbands. Then they gave me a couple water bottles, right? And I only had a handful of students at that point, so that was sufficient. And then as you work up the chain, uh, they got, the prizes got better, better, better. A few years down the line now, I started budgeting for it in my youth budget and everything, so we have a couple more interesting things. But for example, this water bottle right here that's at 80%, students are like, that's really cool. And I have a couple of different colors. Guys, it was from the dollar store. And all I did was, I, I was able to print some stickers at that library, but you got that lady in the church that has a cricket machine that can print you 20 logos. Bless the Lord, it's a Speed the Light water bottle, and you're giving it to them for a dollar. Like, come on. It's totally doable. Uh, I did a lot of these bracelets. I contacted AGWM in Springfield, Missouri. And I said, hey, you got any incentives that I can give away kids for Speed the Light? They sent me a box full of stickers, full of bracelets, some pop sockets, just a bunch of just stuff. And it's like, great. So I use that as my low my low hanging fruit one because they like bracelets. Get them going right away. Um, the notebooks, Amazon, 25 pack for like 15 bucks. So less than a dollar. Printed a sticker of our youth group logo on it, bam, done, right? So just some create. our kids are trying to take notes. God bless them. It's a struggle sometimes, right? But that was an incentive. That was like a twofold one, like speed of light, and you're not being distracting to people during my sermons. Hallelujah. Um, speed of light hat, water bottle, t-shirt. So incentives, I think is good. If you'll notice, I do percentage. So I do the percentage of what they pledged. Because every student's coming at me in a different place, right? The kids that, I, that have a passion for missions, if they told me they wanted to pledge $20, I would give that back to them. I said, you didn't pray. <laughs> I was like, you wanted an easy year. I was like, nope. And it, like, obviously you wouldn't say that to like your sixth grader. That's like, oh, what are you talking about? That was like everything I've ever been given in my life. <laughs> so I had one kid literally pledge $5. And like every now and again, he drops a quarter in the bucket. Bless the Lord. He is getting up that tier. And I know for him, that's his best. I have one student this year that is pledged $1,000. Okay, and when this student gave me the pledge, I sat him down I'm like, all right, let's be strategic. What's your heart? What are you doing? He feels called to missions. So I'm like, all right, what's that looking like, right? And how are you going to do it? He gave me his plan. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Um, he's already above $500, and we're in March. So he's going to blow that out of the water, and I believe he's not the type that's just going to stop. He's just going to keep going because he's got missions in his heart. Um, we already this year have a couple students, brand new to Speed the Light, didn't do any pledges in the past, raised already past their 100% goal. And so it's, and one of them was a pretty substantial pledge, I think like a couple hundred dollars, and one of them was a $50 one that for her, didn't have a church background, didn't have any Christian family or anything, for her pledging $50 was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing to see, and she's already surpassed that sacrificially, just giving of their allowance or whatever they're giving from. I don't know how they get the money. I don't ask them. Like, they just give it, right? Um, and so it's, it's awesome. And I would say this is really good for the early kids, for the kids that don't get it yet. Like, wait, you're telling me I can get a hat if I give $20? Sure can. Oh, my gosh. So for a couple of your kids, be okay with losing money. You know what I'm saying? It's worth it. If it's instilling something in them, it's worth it to lose a little bit. Now, if they try to pledge $2, graciously be like, thanks for your donation, and like, don't give them any of the prizes, but, or just give them the low tier, that's great, but I challenge our students a little bit more. A big part of setting a goal, I recommend, I'm not going to tell you what to do, 
But I recommend don't ever, doing, don't ever tell your students to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. So I had to tell some of our students early on, I kind of had to sell them on, hey, I have pledges going on as well. Every week I have money coming out for Speed Delight as well. Hey, any fundraisers we do, I'm working my tail off to get that money raised for Speed Delight as well. In fact, Liz Clark is one of like the OGs of like trying to spur her students on with Speed the Light. She looked at a student after it was like a, a specific month they had like a give month that she said, "I bet you I can't ra you can't raise more than me." And it was like the student of the youth group that if they're breaking a thousand dollars, it was going to be this one student. He was like, "All right, bet." So Liz ended up raising like twelve hundred dollars to beat this kid, but also missions, you know, like bless the Lord. And this kid had raised thirteen hundred dollars, beat her, and he got to gloat. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was the right person at the right time. So, like, don't be, don't ask your students to do crazy things, to give sacrificially, to participate if you're not willing to do so as well. I ask our leaders to participate. Um, and I have a leader in the room. She shook her head very adamantly. Um, just because I want all of our students to know. If they come up to anything like, Miss Amy, I don't know what I'm going to do about, hey, I'm with you, brother. I had to give up my coffee today, and I'm mad about it, but it's good. It's permissions, right? I'm just kidding. I made that up. She's never mad. Um, I ask our leaders to be a part of it as well. So that's my, my personal plunge. Um, and so far, I think I said this earlier, we're already at uh, 50, a little past $1,500 in our year. Oh, no. Bad. Well, I'm almost done with this. Actually, no, the fun slides are coming up, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is now number four. This is a really fun one, the being creative. I don't know if you're like me, but I like kind of kooky things and like interesting ways to raise the money and everything. So something that I did this past October was um, we did like an October challenge. October is Speed the Light Month. Thank you. Uh, and so in the Ohio, not only in Ohio, but all around the AG, October is the Speed Light Month. There's a Speed Light Give Day, and I think the third uh, Sunday of October. And so I did a challenge. I got a beanie from the ne uh, national office when I sent them that email. They sent me this nice little black beanie that had a leather Speed Light on it. Ooh, it was like really, really, really big. Like someone in Jamaica might wear. I don't know. But you'll believe it. I had students that have never given to Speed Light one of that oversized beanie. Okay, and so this one I did a monetary. I said, how, whoever can give the most, not just percentage of your goal, but the most money. Some kid gave several hundred dollars. Boom, she got the beanie, right? All good. Um, before I tell you about some of the creative things that we've personally done, the Speed the Light Instagram page and Facebook page, the Facebook page is kind of womp womp, but the Instagram page is very, very interesting in that you hear testimonies from all around the United States of things that people have done. Just a job like, oh, that's really creative, or, oh, yeah, that's so simple. How much did they rate? Like, this, those kind of moments. The Instagram page is really good for that. But um, here's just a couple things that we're doing. Um, I like being creative, and so you'll see my tire over here. My goal is to have a speed of light car by the time I'm done with youth ministry. Um, it's actually a three-part plan, and I'm on my third part, so I'm really happy, and I'm glad that my pastor is gracious because having these car parts hanging all around our church probably is not the most pretty thing, but it is speed the light oriented. So we have our tire. This is our first baby. Um, little piggy bank. 
It's hanging in our student center, right? Permanently fixed there so that whenever students walk into the student center, the very first thing they see is this tire. And there's also this wheel around it about the timeline of speed the light. So the very first thing they bought was a plane. In 2018, we hit $300 million give. And just a couple testimonies throughout there. This graphic and the one that's inside the tire is in that resource things. If you wanted just a freebie, um, the tires are not. My apologies, you gotta find one. But uh, um, so, that was some, the very first thing. That first year, the full year that we had the tire up there, we were, there was $1,200 in it by the end of the year. And so little kids just dropped. We have a vending machine in our uh, student center. I put a big old Speed the Light decal on it. All proceeds go to Speed the Light, but all drinks are 75 cents. So what do kids do? They ain't carrying around change. They have credit cards. They don't like that. So they get that extra quarter and just drop it in the tire. Plop, 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 all for a whole year. $1,200 is what ended up being raised. And so... We kind of pivoted a little bit for our accounting, and so it's like now just like your spare change. If you don't want credit for it for your giving, they would like tell me, Pastor Matt, I gave 25 cents, and I would keep documentation for it. We kind of made it a little bit more professional and all that, so we have the offering box, and then now anything that goes in the tire is just extra. But if your church doesn't do that, they're like, Psh, these kids don't need giving credit. Great. The tire was a really excellent thing for me, and it still hangs in our student center. Um, Oh, and by the way, the tire was free. We had the pexiglass. Uh, I printed the decal for two bucks. So it was like the total project cost was $2 and a little bit of my time. The door, which I was very happy about, I was like, this is awesome, uh, was found on Facebook Marketplace, free. Little Ford truck door. Painted it. I, had a, I just put a speed light decal on it, painted over it, and peeled the decal. Boom. Hung it in our student center. I'm planning, little insider peek, on the mirror to be like, in like look behind look in front of the mirror to like see a future missionary or something i don't know how i'm gonna say it but something like cheesy or whatever that some kids would be like oh that's really cool and so i'm like oh my goodness am i called to missions like is it is this, is this only showing up for me wow this is amazing so i'm planning to do that that has no actual like it doesn't incentivize or anything, but this is walking out of the sanctuary. So you walk out of our, stu our student center sanctuary, you walk straight into see this. So I'm just, everywhere they go, they see missions, right? They vend their Coke from the vending machine, they're looking at missions, okay? So just trying to get that in their brains as much as I can. And this is our most recent project. We're renovating our missions hallway in our church right now, and we got this a VW bug, or a VW bus, the back little piece of it donated to our church. We hooked up the lights, and so they blink. I have a speed the light sign on the inside of it. That it's going to be like open, like what is speed the light, so that other congregants and everybody can just see what are we doing, right? Very visual aid. Uh, the students, I have a feeling like, are going to go nuts because like they're just going to be like, this is the coolest thing in the world. And like there's a decal going behind it of it like driving through a tunnel. Like whatever. That one ended up costing me like 150 bucks total with the, the stickers and some of the additional things I had to purchase for it. But So that was the most expensive of these three things. But I like it. That was, that was a, my project that I was like, I want to just be creative and put some of these things in front of the students. So... Um, don't do anything that, or don't ask your students to do anything that you're not willing to do. Testimony time with Matt Sullivan. Um, you may have been at camp, or you may have heard of me at camp. I'm Fish Boy. Uh, I drank five live goldfish. Uh, I said for every thousand dollars you raise, it was the second combined camp. Every thousand dollars you raise, I'll drink a goldfish. Uh, by the time they went to buy the fish, we were at like 3,000 something. So we were like, we'll buy five fish in case they get a grand this last time, like get to five. We got to six, but we only bought five fish. So I cheated. I admit it, okay? Father, forgive me. I have sinned. But 
Five live goldfish, again, animal activists hated me. Uh, the t middle school boys loved me. It was, I gained the hearts of some and loss of others. It is what it is. So um, this year I'm going to be a little bit more strategic. How can I do something crazy without like having to eat five goldfish? Like I could have said, if we reach five grand, I'll eat a live goldfish. And they would have been just as excited about it, but I didn't think that far ahead. So um, I'm going to be a little bit more strategic this year about what we do, and it's not going to involve animals, I pray. So that was good. Friends, we reached, I said when we reach our 100% goal this year, I'll shave my head and you can diet whatever you want. I allowed them, this is a key point here, I allowed them the creativity to do it. I gave them the parameters of, you can do anything you want to my hair. Diet, cut it, make me bald, make me have a mohawk, do whatever you want. It, it, once we raise our 100%, we raise it in the summer. We got to it in the summer. So, dyed away it went, and cut it went, and it was atrocious. They gave me a reverse mohawk. Um, so straight down the middle, dyed it pink. Bless the Lord, they didn't bring bleach because they could have, but they, they wasn't thought ahead that enough. So um, the pink went out pretty quickly, but the hair took a while to grow back. So um, and I think I have permanent like balding going on now in the middle of my head that I did not have before. I'll testify. So that's sad, but here we are. And then this was a personal one I did to show the students that my heart behind this was to show the students, hey, I'm raising money for Speed Delight outside of my own bank account. I'm trying to do things outside of like the little money they make babysitting. Give some of that. Good, you should. But do, you can do other things outside of that. If you want to give a crazy number, figure out a way to do it. You can do it. So I did this in the month of August. It was my birth month, right? August 23rd is my birthday. So I was like, this whole month, posted all over my social medias. I shared it on our church page and everything. Uh, if I, Matthew Sullivan, can raise $1,000 for Speed the Light, I'm going to allow my students to host a roast night. And if you've ever seen like Comedy Central, any of these things, roast nights are brutal. And so like I was, and I'm like, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little soft, right? If you, like if you, you, te you tear me down, it's not going to take a lot. Like don't need a wrecking ball, you just need a little pebble. And so I was going into this completely nervous. But like putting all the gusto in every other day, I did like a goofy picture of me with the same, I created it on Canva. Hello, talk about a great resource, Canva. If you didn't know, if you are a nonprofit, you get Canva Pro for free. So you get access to everything, Canva. Yeah. You hit the not you they wouldn't tell you it obviously, but here I am telling you it. It's word of mouth. If you go to their nonprofit page, you have to input your tax information and yada yada yada. It took me a couple times. They were like, not sufficient, not sufficient. Kept giving them different documentation and we ended up getting it. So our whole church now uses Canva uh, for most of our graphics. So one of us is still stuck in Photoshop psh, behind the times. But so I did everything on Canva. Posted it everywhere. Bless the Lord, we raised like $930 or something like that. So we did a lot for Speed the Light, and I didn't have to have the roast night. Yay, hallelujah. But I'll probably end up doing it again because they really liked it, and it was a good fundraiser. And now that I know more people, I'll probably get it, which is really sad. But good at the same time because then the students get to see the fruit of uh, my labor in that vein. So doing self-fundraisers, just like simple stuff. My wife is talking about doing a bake sale or like doing pies because she likes to make pies and she's like a passion of hers. And so she's going to do in the fall before Thanksgiving a bunch of pies, five bucks for a pie and just sell them for Speed the Light. Not, it's not a church fundraiser, right? We want to be careful about not hitting the church up 24-7 for money. But at the same time, it's something that 
um, people can be passionate about. And we just want to show we believe in it just as much as we're asking you guys to. So speaking of church fundraisers, we do, our pastor allows us to do two a year. So we do an annual spaghetti dinner. We have homemade spaghetti meatballs, donated. Homemade spaghetti sauce, donated. We have a, a lovely lady in our church that makes Italian cream or crepe, what, what is it? Cannoli cupcakes. Cupcakes. I say it again, cupcakes. They are so delicious. That was me and Catherine's wedding cake. It was like delicious and I love them and I'm looking forward to them again this year. So we do that every year and then in November we do a chili cook-off. And so free, like literally our cost is bowls and spoons because everybody brings the chili. I have an award for them. Uh, I misspelled, I spelled place wrong on the previous one and the person reminds me of it all the time because she's my young adults leader. And so she's like, hey, look at that trophy on my mantle that you gave me. Um, but we had like 20 something chilies this last year of a church of like 150. So people, and it was fun. It's a big like competition, but goofy. Donations taken at the door. Personal experience. Um, you guys have your own ways. You know your own churches. I found that it's better for me just to say donations at the door rather than say re requesting a $10 donation because that stunts the people that only will give $10. Like you said 10, I'm giving 10. Whereas I feel like people generally are a little bit more generous. You'll have some people that will only give five otherwise, but at the same time, I leave the door open. Our kids pastor, he gets t-shirts from the Network Resource Center and says, if you do $25, I'll, you get this t-shirt as well. So he gets those shirts. He just pays the cost of them, which is a few bucks. And so, um, because they came from the NRC and they buy in bulk. So it's a good kind of win-win in that regard. So that's just, that's something that we work, we do very well. Um, in your resource packet, and I told them I was going to add this, Coffee Connections is a coffee shop in Hilliard. Um, it's a very good coffee shop. Highly recommend if you've never been. But they do a coffee partnership kind of fundraiser that you sell their coffee and they'll give you 50% of the proceeds. So as a fundraiser, huge. We'll do this once a year. All the men in church, I tell the kids to bring it to their parents' workplace or give it to the parents to bring to the workplace and everything. We're doing this for our mission trip right now that we're about to go on and, that's about to, and it's raising some good money for us. So that's a pretty easy one. And then we, this is like, and people make fun of me. Okay, this is rude. You shouldn't make fun of people for missions. But we collect aluminum cans, right? Like old school kind of, like collect the cans, have the trash can only for aluminum cans. Last year we raised 350 bucks. And it's like not big money. And every trip I go to the, the recycling plant, it's like $40. So it can seem a little defeating. But honestly, $350 out of literally doing nothing. And we have that vending machine, right? So the kids are so accustomed to put the can in there when you're done with it. Put it in there when you're done with it. It was 350 that we didn't have that got to go to mission. So personal on that one, I think it's fun. People make fun of me. I love it. Um, all right. I have a couple prizes to give away. Does anybody know, this is OYM. These are some of the things that we're, OYM is doing for Speed the Light. Does anybody know what 1 in 100 is and can explain it? So I signed up for it. So oh, okay. <laughs> but Cheating. Okay. I mean, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like OYM is trying to get 100 leaders and students um, to each raise $1,000 in the year 2022. I don't know if it's for anything specific. It's just to finish out our projects list. Yeah. Um, yeah, so be one in So you get a hat. Congratulations. Um, that was exactly what it is. So it's 100 people, students, leaders alike, to raise $1,000. So however they want to do it. So I signed up my student that had $1,000 as his pledge. I also signed up another student that had $850 as her pledge. I was like, just to see, you know, 
And she's going to get a packet in the mail, be like, you've been signed up for 1 in 100. And she'll be like, Pastor Matt, what did you do? I'm like, I'm just believing in faith that the Lord's going to give you inspiration on how you can get there. And so, you know, pushing your students every now and then is getting good, and she was one that I could. So I have some more information about those. If you want to bring some to your students, it's on OIM's website where you sign up, and it's also in the resource packet that I gave you guys, or the resource link. Um, can anybody, this is just announced this past week, so if you know this, you're staying up on the times. Uh, what is Walk for the World? Anybody know? Oh, yes? I skimmed over it. So okay, okay. Some, it, it was like a sent out to all the um, like youth leaders to kind of get in. I, I can't remember if we're all gathering in one spot or if we're just encouraging people to walk around like their area okay. um, and get donations. Do you know about for how much time you're supposed to be walking? Because that would be the key one. Oh, uh, it was, if someone else knows... They can jump. Yeah, Just for like all the... Like, well, it's okay. Three hours? Three hours about. So here's that because you volunteered. Um, I already have this. Well, anybody need one? He has one too. Yeah. Anybody, anybody, anybody? Oh, yeah, there you go. All right. All right. <laughs> so the goal is before every big OIM event, so Fine Arts Camp and Reach, they're going to do a statewide Speed of Light fundraiser. This helps, This the heart behind this is to help youth pastors and youth leaders that they don't do this full-time, they don't have the time to kind of create these big fundraising events. It's already pre-packaged for you, graphics, fundraising forms, everything, the description, all in one place for you. And they live, leave a little wiggle room for you to make it your own if you would like, or if you just want to do it, copy-paste how they have it done for you, it's already done. So the link's on there with all the information and all the good stuff, but the goal is it's anywhere that you want. So the greater Dayton area, we are going to get together with a few of us youth groups, and we're going to meet at one of the reserves that are in Dayton, Sugar Creek Reserves, and we are going to walk together for, it's 193 minutes for 193 countries, okay, because that's how many countries there are in the world. And so that's the goal. They, the heart behind it is that they're going to do just fundraising. They get people, hey, if I complete this 193 minutes of just straight walking, running, hiking, do whatever you want to do, um, then these people have to give me the money, you know, kind of stereotypical, if I do it, then you give me money format. Um, and so that's the heart behind it. This is the first one they're doing, so ideally there'll probably be one in early June or late May, right, right before camp season, and then again one in maybe late October or so for in front of Reach. So do you have a question that, about it? Was that posted anywhere? It was on the Align Network. So if you're not part of the Align Network, this is my little plug, you're welcome Nate Ortiz. Um, if you're not part of the Align Network, you're missing out on some serious connecting of the youth ministries and youth pastors with the, oh, that's to tell me that it's to start Q&A time soon. Um, you're missing some serious networking from, and information from OYM. So. I highly recommend, I can get you signed up, I can help you get signed up. What it is, it's like an app, it's like Instagram basically, or they have it on a website, but it's where uh, youth pastors can encourage one another. I've done a couple posts, it's like, hey, I don't know if you need to know this today, but youth ministry's hard. Be blessed, and like we all are in this together. Um, and then other, there's other people that do various roles on that, so I recommend uh, joining that, and it's where you get a lot of these insider look on some of these fundraisers or just things that we're doing. Information about camp, when that starts coming around, it'll be on there. So I recommend if you aren't part of that to sign up for that. It's pretty easy to get into. Um, so 193 minutes, you're walking for, uh, for missions. I think what our group's going to do and what Greater Dayton area is going to do is we're just going to do $25 because we're asking the kids to fundraise a bunch for other different things, but we still want to participate. So we're going to do a $25 kind of entry fee. To the, to the Sugar Creek Reserve, which is free. They know it. They know it. We're not being sneaky, but to say it's all going to speed the light. And I had somebody donate some ice cream sandwiches at the end. So it's that easy. Um, 
So that's it. Basically, what I have, Speed the Light World. Um, again, that QR code is going to have a ton of resources for you if you're interested in it. Um, it's open to you. Any of the things that if you want to edit it or whatever, you just have to make a copy of it, you know, and like edit it that way because it's on non-editing format, whatever. Uh, but you're welcome to any of those. And I'm open up for some questions. If anybody has any questions about Speed the Light or anything. Yes, sir. Are you the new Speed the Light rep for Ohio? That's a great question which I don't have a great answer for. And the reason I say that is I've been uh, in the conversations a lot with some of the Speed the Light things. And so I'm not necessarily given the title of rep. I am part of the missions leadership team with Stacey Petty uh, as kind of the youth voice. That's how we articulated it. So for Speed the Light, but also for like youth ministry and how to engage called students like that and so on and so forth into missions. So yes, no. <laughs> I have a lot of information about Speed the Light in my brain, and I'm passionate about it. But if I never knew something, I would direct you to Liz Clark, because she knows a lot as well. So our church is really big with, like, the gym Yeah. And all that, and they constantly are having, like, if you raise $25, you get a shirt. Yeah. You get a big buddy barrel. Right. You know, whatever. Like, is there something like that that we can do with Speed the Light, like swag and to give them incentive? Yeah, so I can speak from what we currently have, and then I can tell you the heart of OIM and where they're going. The currently, there's not a lot of great resources already readily available in terms of like swag and stuff like that. I think they're really the only Speed the Light-esque thing that they always have are hats. They have a ton of hats. And so I would, you could request some of those. I don't know if they give them to you or not. They did back in the day for me, but that was several years ago. Um, that's why I try to, I kind of incorporate it in the cost of um, things that I'm doing, some little bit here and there that I get to make some swag of my, myself, and then we're able to give them away to the to the students. So I kind of work on this way. There isn't like there's no speed the light puppet or speed the light um, like Buddy Barrels is icon. That is like, and we know that branding is everything with this generation. Like they stick hard to brands, and so I wish there was more for speed the light. There's really not. They walked in late, so go back to that slide of the stuff you made. So I, I did this personally. At, is this what you were referring to? The merch. Oh, these. Yeah, here we go. So I made this little wall of merch items. That it, It's an incentive program. So I do, if you pledge however much money, once you reach 20% of your goal, I do a variety of different things. These water bottles I bought from the dollar store. And I just put our youth group sticker on it. So it was really cheap. Um, so... Obviously, budgets pertaining. We all have different budgets with different abilities and stuff, but um, I try to budget it in to pay a little bit, but also some of the fundraising we do, uh, a kickback of that, and they know goes toward some of the stuff that we do for Speed the Light and stuff. So, You said you take your group on trips. Do you go through them? Or? For mission trips? You, for, um, we right now are planning a trip through Convoy of Hope, and so they have great kind of pre-made trip packets that it's like you just jump on one and you go. Um, they do a lot of the heavy lifting and you just get to bring your team more or less. Uh, I have never, Speed the Light doesn't have a missions sending arm per se, but they would, they are just the equipping basically. So, yes? Um, doesn't the one in one in a hundred have like 
There is an incentive. I don't recall if it's like you're going to have a meal with Nate. That sounds very familiar to me. Um, you definitely get a shout out on OIM. Liz Clark is the first and only one so far to have finished 1 in 100. She did a fundraiser during her birth month and raised $1,000 that month. And so she was shouted out. She got a certificate in the mail. I'm, if I'm not, yeah, there's a monetary or like a physical prize to go along with it as well. Yeah, so. Also, on the missions trip thing, um, the triplets are real good. Triplets. Salvador. Yes. Like, they've got such good things with the Estilo de Rey thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a very easy missions trip with kids because the triplet, it's just a well-oiled machine over there. So if you're looking for... An if you ever want to reach out to the triplets, yes. they're very good with getting your youth to missions trip. I can, give, I can give you their contact information if you're thinking international. My goal was like, I need to take some of these kids because again, a lot of middle schoolers on a domestic trip first. Hello, because who take these kids in some like Costa Rica or something? That's gonna be a rough trip for the, some of these kids. Some cultural shock for real. I but company yeah, and so con yeah, right. So Convoy is really good about it. I, I highly recommend through them. I went to I went to Moldova with Convoy in 2017. So that right under Ukraine, southern Ukraine. South of Ukraine, I mean, so really good. Yes? I, I mean, just real quick, I kind of put, because um, I used to take my kids to Africa mm -hmm. in the last church, uh, we kind of put overseas trips on hold because yeah. we were going to take our kids to Costa Rica this year, but with everything with the vaccine, some countries are requiring it, like Costa Rica, and some aren't. Right. So we are just doing domestic. Right. For right now, to see if we go back next year to see what things are looking like once it goes. Yeah. Gone, yes. Um, what would you give, so encourage, so you're t the, the walk for, um, yes, Jesus the world, thing, or yes, walk for the world thing, um, you were talking about collabing with, like, churches around you, yes, what advice would you give for collabing, so, like, example, in July, I'm trying in the GCA area mm -hmm. to put together a giant 3v3 basketball tournament, perfect, oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah, and so, um, Shameless plug, if you're in the GCA area, there you go. And if you aren't part of a line, you would have heard about that because yeah. they posted it in a line. So there uh, you go. Um, what encouragement would you give for that? So in the Dayton area, there's there's 27 churches, but there's a group of nine of us youth pastors that are very like well-knit. And like we get coffee monthly. We do a bunch of events together because we all are moderately sized, middle-sized churches. So doing these big events together makes it way more doable and everything like that. So my recommendation is... Uh, I have no shame. I cold call. And so I called these churches and figured out who their youth pastor was or youth leader. A lot of them are youth pastors, but their youth leader got their phone number. And I said, hey, I'm doing all the heavy lifting. Do you just want to jump on board with this? Because I look at it like this. And the reason I made resources for you guys and all that, I'm full time at our staff. I'm blessed to be so. And so I want to be able to help those who aren't. And it's not to say that they don't care about their kids if they're not full time, right? It's to say that they have a other job or something like that. So I try to do as much of the heavy lifting in that regard. And then I, it, especially if you don't have that relationship yet with some of them, if you do it and say, hey, it's awesome. It's only 15 minutes from you, 20 minutes from you. What, you just want to tag on and just add your kids to it and get them pumped about it. And you don't have to do any of the heavy lifting. I've already done it. That's what, that's what I did originally. And now we're kind of, our team's a little bit more like a team. Yeah. The youth pastors view ourselves as like a cohort. So, yeah. Any more questions? All right, I won't take the rest of the time, but I do want to just say one quick thing. I said I had a little bit of more information. It's not on your packets. How to instill mi missions within your students. 
The best thing that I've discovered outside of Speed the Light is to have missionaries in your youth group. So in the past two years, we've had three missionaries come in. We had the Martins, uh, who are, they were, it's during their itineration, right? And you can just be honest, be like, I don't know if our church, if you don't know, be honest. I don't know if our church supports you. I don't know if we can support you at all. This would just be, if you're available, can you just pour into our youth? Missionaries, if they're early on in their itineration, would love nothing more than just to do that. They just, their name of the game for the first half of itineration is exposure. And so, and they just, they care. Like, to be honest, every missionary I've ever met, they just care. And so, you just say, hey, and I try to get the ones that have kids. So that their, their age, that they get to come too. So the Martins, they came. They did an African game with us. So much fun uh, with pennies and bartering and all of that. It was tons of fun. Um, and then they preached. And so we did worship, I believe, but they preached and they did that. Great. And I tell them, set up a booth, talk to our kids. Excellent. We had the Burdicks come in this past November, if you know the Burdicks. And so they're about done with their itineration, so it might be a little too late for them. But they got kids this age, and so they got to share about the heart of Argentina. And theirs was a little bit more presentation-esque. No problem with that also. Our kids were engaged. They were eating it up, and they, he did a thing about penguins, and like he, they loved it and everything. So um, they know what they're doing, right? They do these things. And then we just had Daniel Robertson, who's part of Church Mobilization, which was known maps in the past, if you know, are familiar with that. Um, he he just came in, good friend of mine, and he just was a little bit more like down to earth with the kids, kind of more preach-esque, uh, talked about like heart of God and stuff like that, but it was good, and it was just for them to see outside faces, all three groups of those people are very different, <laughs> and so have you ever seen Daniel Robertson, he doesn't look like an AG minister, bless the Lord, because we need everybody, we need all parts, we need all kinds in the family of God, and so um, a lot of our kids, but he was just talking to them, he, they were like, who is this guy and why has he got these big old gauges in his ears? He's a missionary? What? That's not disqualifying him? Absolutely not, you know? And so then just to be able to see like, whoa, maybe I put missions in a box or like my limited understanding of missions grows when you have missionaries come in. And like, isn't, when missionaries go to the field, do they just like walk around town talk about Jesus with people? Like, hey, no, in some countries you die. So let's talk about how you can do that effectively. And one of the best ways I've ever seen that done is by having missionaries come talk to them. And then Ask your missionaries, can we please have a time of Q&A at the end? And be expecting for your kids not to begin the questioning. So you got to become prepared with some good questions in Q&A style. So that's my recommendation. If you need any contacts for missionaries, you don't know how to get in contact with the missionary, uh, I'll give you my card. If you have a missions rep in your area, you can reach out to them and they can get you contacted to missionaries if you don't know how. Um, but that's like a really quality thing to do uh, to instill some of these mission values in kids. So.